towards the far post. Riften, Anton. Barisha to Yamanzi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And oh, Diamante! Welcome back to All Out West, your weekly dose of all things Western United. This week, you're joined by Kelsey Wallace as our whole squad has been red-carded for fouling crews, which could be an episode title. I don't were, know. were the fouls actually there, though? Has VAR had a look? Are they ever when Cruz is involved? I mean, I guess it was inconclusive. They couldn't prove that he wasn't fouled, I believe. Well, VAR did not get involved because, you know, varsity and all. What a week in the A-League from the 3-4 to four away win against victory in the dying minutes of the game to CCM's continued success after four wooden spoons. J-Max brace against Wanderers, Jets consistent punching above their weight, and Goodwin's return helped seal a win for Adelaide. What was your highlight of the week, Kelsey? Look, I think the highlight is the Western United winning in the last minute 10 men, which we'll talk more in depth about. But I think for a non-Western United highlight, we caught the tail end of that Adelaide West, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers game. I thought that was quite a good... Yeah, completely agree. I'm loving the quality this season. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's There have been some really nice, exciting games all around. Lots of scoring. Not some not so good defending at times, but you know, overall, like good quality football. It's interesting. Like this is the se- the first season to hit 50 goals in the amount of games. Like, it's... And the other good thing too is it's not the same teams dominating at the top of the league. Yeah, CCM's on top of the ladder. Who'd have thought it? Everyone wrote them off. I wrote them off. Yeah, like, we, we laughed. I, I chuckled immensely. Um, you know, vic- victory down the bottom. Sydney are struggling in mid-table town. Like, in theory, once we play our extra games, we could be above them. Yeah, who knows? City's in a similar situation to us. They're a game above us, and they they moved up to seventh. Yeah, and then, you know, CCM even went to Perth and won. Yeah, what the hell? Like, CCM were, like, last season were almost a guaranteed win. Yeah, like, you just bagged the points. Except yeah. for us where we... We did lose once, yeah. Yeah, you know, besides that awkward thing. But that was CCM, Burjo's first game against CCM. The unpredictability is a bit nice this year. And with the games played, like, it could be... Any team could be anywhere at the moment. Like, we could, in theory, be second. I know, it's crazy. Do you know what I think the great level leveler is? Between COVID and the reduced budgets, it really has put the emphasis on youth, making those... Um, the visa spots so crucial. And also midweek games. You've got to have that squad depth. Yeah. And the other thing too is it's showing like we predicted at the start of the year, having that mostly continuity in the squad from you know the previous season would help you this season. Now, I think that's beginning to show. Definitely. Do you think we've had as much of a slow start as last season? No, I don't think there's been a slow start at all for any team, to be honest. I think it's just been a bit unpredictable. Slow streak, losing streak, same thing? Same, same yeah, diff? Yeah, I, I guess, but... I, I, I just think for every team, like, it's just been a bit of an adjustment. It's how you adapt and adjust on the fly. Because, you know, you're planning for one team and then all of a sudden it gets postponed and you're playing the next team. Mm. So you've strategized for a game plan against one team and shutting down a particular player. Then you're going to go to the next team and shut down a different player. Well, that's Rudan actually spoke about in his post-match presser from the victory game about Butterfield's goal, which was amazing from outside the box. Phenomenal. What could we have done? We're going to talk about it further in a minute. But he said that he's like, um, midweek we generally prepare with a kind of a 11 verse 11 and get our plays to kind of – I'm going to more detail than he yeah. did, but it's like – Mimic, mimic how, the opposition. Yeah, how they play or what kind of they're known for. And how, how would you see that coming? But on the opposite note, could you imagine anyone in the league tried to replicate Diamante? 
No, not a no, chance. Like- <laughs> I, I just assume they get like three people and tape them together to try and be him and hope for the best. Three stray cats. Like, you just yeah. don't know which way he's coming from. Like, he's, he's just phenomenal. The back pass, his shots at goal. Diagonal crossing. Oh. Like, and- you know what's coming. You still can't stop what's about to happen. I, I've been very a little bit critical of getting Icker in. Is why why did we need another person? We had the squad depth initially, but he is really coming to that role. Yeah, and then that deeper player in Sanchez for is another example. Like, who saw that coming? Everyone was worried to be a bit more like um, Jertek, and he's been the complete opposite. He's been what we need in that spot. Not if you ask Scott. Scott was had a lot of high opinions on Jertek. He had very high opinions yeah. of him. Same with our best. Yeah. Um, who would have thought that, and we'll, I'll speak about this in a second, because it'll actually lead in nicely. Burgess, who would have thought he'd be squeezed out after yeah. last year's performances and he cannot get a game? That's also hindered by a few other things, which we'll go into in a minute. Too, yeah, it's just, I think that we've got like, we've recruited really well. Uh, having that, those Spanish players, Ica and Sanchez, were just phenomenal. I can't speak highly enough on it. Watching yeah. them play every week. Has been amazing. It's having those people who grew up with a football pretty much at their feet from day one, mm. you know, and that actually goes into that interview um, Diamante had, which really recommend checking out. It was put on Fox Sports after the victory game, yeah, where he talked about you know everything was the ball from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to bed. When he got home from school, he dump his bag and he go train at the soccer academy or football academy, sorry, that his um, father ran. That was really good. Highly recommend yeah. checking that out. They yeah. brought up a few times about the victory not bringing him in, which, again, we'll probably mention later. But, wow, like, this dude's amazing. He's lit it up. He does great things for social media. He's so... Which is ironic because that was one of the things they said he didn't have up. was a good Twitter game. And he's like, well, what is Twitter? I don't use Twitter. I use Instagram. <laughs> Dude, Friday Fills was huge last year. Like, he's got a clothing line to support. Well, uh, Bushfires. Bush um, there was another good char- uh, thing he mentioned in it too. I can't remember what the other charity was. But let's get into... Um, there's no beer of the week because it's only uh, you and I, Kelsey. So we'll get into the news? Yeah, let's get into the news. So speaking of uh, Maxi Burgess, as per an article published on the 3rd of March by Joey Lynch, Max Burgess has likely played his last game for Western United. Um... As the club has granted his request to fly home to Sydney to see out the remainder of his contract. After a breakout season with the club and scoring the club's first hat-trick, Burgess struggled to get back into the Melbourne back to Melbourne pre-season and was rumoured to have his management shopping around to New South Wales clubs. Here's a quote from the article. West United would like to advise that Max Burgess has returned home to Sydney. A West, uh, West United spokesperson said, Max remains a contracted player. However, the club respects his wishes to return home at this time. Speaking to ESPN, uh, CEO Chris Palavas confirmed that despite his return to Sydney, Burgess remained under contract with Western and was therefore unable to sign with another A-League club, unlike Cav Daddy and um, Stamatolopoulos, where we let mm. them you know, break free of the club. Which was, you would say would be a little bit more amicable, a mutual termination, where both parties... Agree to it. They agreed, I think, in that... I'll go into that in a bit yeah, more in a second. sorry to cut you off. He's requested to go home, back home, and we've accepted his request. You can't force someone to stay. He's still contracted, but he wants to go back home. Burgess's contract will run out at the end of the season, and he's free to go where he wants. He's made the choice, and we've respected his wishes, as we do with most of our players. If you don't want to be here, we're not going to force him. He's more than welcome to come back at any time. I think... This is a good decision by the club. As I said, you can't force someone to be there. Mm. But a player of that quality at that age, you can't just let go to another club because he wants to leave and go to another club. 
Mm. Going back to like Cav Daddy and Stammer, completely different. They're young and they need development mm. in game time. So I understand the club respect them going to another club and getting what they need. Um, I think it's very fair of the club. Like you've got two choices. You can stay and play or if you want to go home and sit out the season, you go home and sit out the season. I just want to clarify the bit about shopping around. I added that to the paragraph. That actually wasn't in the article by Joey Lynch. That was just some background I want to add in just for clarification. Further on in that article, they did talk about how that they were open to trading, but they didn't want to end up playing him against an, like the, him during the season. It just it was kind of like the Scott McDonald thing. They didn't want to see that person go against him in regular season, which makes sense. To be honest, I think this is a really bad move for a player it doesn't look good oh for him it's a bad i love move. max burgess like i was Same. i was riding high on him last year and this like this saga has soured him a bit for me um, me too and like and he's number 14 like i love the number 14 like you know being an Arsenal terry Henry and all that but like 14 so it was like a huge connection for me it's like i love him he's a good player he's number 14 wicked Mm. And he had he had our first hat trick. I have so many things I like about Max Burgess, but then I can understand wanting to go home. But he was playing in Wellington the season before. Yeah, like that's he got his big opportunity. His management did shop him around. That's well known for a bigger deal. Do you think this will hurt his career by sitting out for six months and not training? And him, like going, I'm not going to train. I'm not going to play. I think he's done himself some damage here. Would you? What would you think would be better for his career this season? Say he couldn't get a game, but tr- being match fit all season, training with a squad, still maybe getting some game time, but it would be tough going against Icar. Uh, Wales came in as well. Dylan Pieris is pushing for a spot. You've got to compete with those three dudes. He's not. Like, no offense. Like, had he stayed and gotten that continuity, he probably would be pushing with them for a spot in the side. But at the moment, he's so far behind the eight ball, he's mm. not. He would have come in unfit. You know, and that's what I was saying when he first came. Like, that's why he got delayed at first when he first came back. He just wasn't getting that fitness required. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, I think he's done himself a disservice because he'd mm. be better off sticking at the club. I get it. He wants to go home. Fair enough. Mm. I wonder if maybe the hub in Sydney did him in a little bit because he was in New South Wales. So, even though he was in a hub, he was still closer to his family. Mm. And I wonder if that maybe helped bring up those pangs of homesickness. But what happens, say, if a foreign club approaches him now? Would he go do that? You see my question? Like, Well, I don't think a foreign club will now because he's, he's not getting the game time. They're basing it on last year's numbers and a lot happens when you're not playing. Getting, he's had like, no, I don't even think he's had 10 minutes this season. Yeah. and Like that's... And that gonna... 10 minutes that he was on, he wasn't... Exactly, lighting the world on fire. Again, put that in perspective. Remember when Barisha, we signed Barisha, he didn't get any minutes. Tomoki and I, who hadn't had minutes in a while, look, we looked down upon that. Not saying they were bad, but we were sceptical because they hadn't had minutes in a while. Yeah. But the difference was they were training, they were staying fit, mm. they were you know, doing things. That, when Burgess came to the club, he clearly hadn't, you know, from the break and decided to come back after. Whether or not he got chopped around or not, you know, we don't know for a fact. Mm. Pretty sure he was, but yeah. you know, he clearly hadn't been training. Mm. Almost like a protest. Yeah, I, I don't understand. That's what I don't really understand, especially at his age bracket. These are the years. Like, and This was his chance to really grab it if he was going to go overseas or have a shot at overseas football or anything. This was his actual chance. Mm. Like he could have really done something for his own personal development. And I think yeah. he just chose to sit on the couch. 
yeah, I just, I'm bewildered by it. I hope to see him lighting up the A-League somewhere or elsewhere. Yeah. I would like to see him pushing forward and pushing himself to do better because I'm yeah. a big fan. Same. And I want to see him get game time. Just I respect the club by holding him to his contract this season. Yeah, it's good because the A-League has been known for letting people break contract. Troisi. You know, and there's been yeah. a number of them this year. Pretty much all the Newcastle Jets who ended up at Wanderers. Uh, the coach at Wanderers now. Although it's not the same, same, same or different. Costa Barbaro says, hey, I'm leaving to go overseas. I've signed for Sydney. <laughs> you know, it just it just seems weird to me. But good luck to him. I'm yep. a big fan. I'd love to see the long sleeve socks. The, the yeah, I want to see you get game time. I want to see you back and playing. Just yeah. not this season. <laughs> well, even if you come back for it, I just, it but seems like a missed opportunity. I don't see a team that could take him at the moment anyway, even in New South Wales. Jets are flying without, like, for what Jets have had to do, they're flying without a player of that, him and he's even behind the eight ball at that club. Mm. And they literally threw their team together the week before the season. Well, they've been signing. They they just they brought in AP late. They brought in Yule late. Shout out Yule. He's made the best of it. Yeah. You know, AP will hopefully get some proper time soon. And Aspro in... in um, uh, uh, glory like yeah. a number of our players have gone on and are doing better which Cam is what got it... some game time in the West yeah, and exactly. he looked great yeah he had a, a little bit of a moment a moment where I think he dropped the ball but getting him getting game time is how he's going to mature yeah. as a player And so, I... so the club clearly do care about their players and getting their development and everything but sometimes you have to respect a business decision 100% yep alright I guess that's enough about that one I guess we'll move on to player updates. Okay, so we recently signed Kane Shepherd. He's 27. He's uh, born in England. He's been he's had a lot of NPL experience at Avondale and Heidelberg. I think it's Heidelberg United. He spent two seasons with the Jets, and I think he had three goals with them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I believe it was three. Um, and he signed on for the remainder of the 2021 season. He sounds to me like a squad depth guy, probably preempting the Maxi Burgess departure. Or um. Stammer's le- yeah, leaving. Someone who, he's had a bit of experience at this level, kind of like an Apaya Kubi. Could be great to chuck on if we ever need someone to just run at, run at the defence, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Younger legs. He's in his impact. prime. Yeah. This is as good as he will probably get. Yeah. If we can get him, if he can come on and do a job when he needs to, mm. excellent. Crossbar Capers, guys, reckon he's, he's pretty solid. Shout out, check out Crossbar Capers. We can't go a pod without shouting those guys out. Good eggs. Um, so I think that's a good acquisition just as a squad player and to keep Bessart yeah. hungry, fighting yeah, exactly. for his role. That's, that's right. Bessart needs competition. Yeah. And at the moment he's got Pierre is nipping at his heels and this adds that further. Yep. Splash you got Ayom as well. Yep. Young fellow who probably spend more time in the MPL. Um, yeah. Before we finish new, uh, I'll, do you have anything else to say about Kane Shepard? No, no, no. I, th- I think it was a... We've had a good eye at looking for MPL talent. I think this will be another... Yeah, JA position. and that have a lot of experience in it. I'm pretty confident in what they've done. We did have a... I'm just going to double check it because I can't remember the scoreline, but there was a friendly NPL game last week. I think it was like Friday last week. Uh, it was a 3-0 win. Uh, Western United's NPL under-21 team took on... I'm not too sure who the other team is. But they did win 3-0, so which is really good. A couple of local boys are in that team. Uh, I think a couple of George Cross players as yeah, well. Yeah, like they're trying to promote play, like people from the West. Yeah, it's it just it's great. I love seeing it. Uh, we will definitely be covering as much of it as we can. Uh, yeah, on to right. injuries. All right, so the big one still is uh, Joshy Risden. 
I think it's now six weeks. I, have, about I, six I couldn't weeks. find the sheet yeah. today when I was doing that. I think yeah. so too. And that's the other thing, like, and this goes back to the Burgess thing, that's another player that puts competition on Burgess because once Risden comes in, you think he's the starting right wing, mm. which then puts Pierre into that mix of the front three. Mm. You know, Burgess isn't so... Can't wait for Joshy Risden to get back because yeah. that's just, just quality coming back. Him and Connor Payne on each wing. It's just... just dynamite yeah. duo. Like, yeah. they are... They they run legs for days, it's, man. They do not stop running, and that is the key. Yeah, um, and the good thing is they maintain their pace over ninety minutes too. They don't, you know, get slower as the game wears on. They stay at the same at minute one, at minute ninety. I remember seeing Connor Payne a few years ago, and I, even before the um, you know, when we first signed him, before we even played our first game, we were talking about Connor Payne. We we're like, oh, he's a journeyman, mm. but he's really transformed himself. Consistent starting eleven. And th- he, he's a lock every week for me on that left side. 100%. Uh, Pasquale's still out. I think he's got about another three to four weeks. Uh, and we've still got Hamill and Durant here who have picked up like one week. Minor injuries. Little niggles, which will happen. Yeah, that's it for injuries. Now, I would like to take a moment to talk about the A-League Live app. <laughs> Not only is it a great source of news for your A-League team and it has great functionality from game stats to fixtures, and it also has like a head-to-head function where you can like put either teams or plays against each other. And you can view the stats. It's freaking amazing. But uh, we've been we've been using it as source for ages, and they actually reached out to us recently and uh, put our podcast on there, which is re- yeah. we're really thankful. It's been amazing. We actually had a, a large increase in downloads slash plays last week. So, th- like with our first episode that come out with their push notification. So we just want to say check it out. We're going to put links to it in the description. I just it's we've been using it for a long time for our stats. Yeah. It's one of the best resources. It makes the my football app look like shit. Yeah, and when I when we break down the games, that's usually the stat source I yeah. use. For example. So yeah, I just wanted to give it a little shout out. Um, and also for the other podcasts for the other teams too. Like yeah, they're, they're trying to get Australian football on the map. Yeah, it's got great fixture. It's got fixture updates, player updates. It's got team updates. The like the stats alone are amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm a big fan of it. So we'll put a link in the description for it's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Check it out. It's free. And it's amazing. You get to select which team you are as well. So you get like yeah, and then related you get the push notifications. notifications yeah, just, they do a good job. All right. So we'll go to around the grounds now. So Australian midfielder Mark Tokic, I'll go with, or yeah. Tokic, has joined the Swedish club Mjelby. Mjelby, is that how you say I, I think so. I'm not going to be 100% certain on that. Any Swedish... people who know Swedish, please let me know. I'm not familiar with the dialect of from Sweden too well. So to be honest... If this was Swedish death metal, different story. Like, I haven't been to Ikea enough to learn the language just yet. Um, it's an accent. Yeah. So it could be Mjall. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Cool. Carry on. Uh, Alessandro Sicardi has joined Serie A club, Serie A club Parma from uh, Perth Lorry's youth side. This is huge because uh, Parma, look, they're not the biggest club in Italy, but like as in like they're not Juventus or your Milan mm. or Rome, Roma, I should say, but they're actually... a you know, good, solid club. Uh, Buffon played for them before he went to Juventus, who's a legendary goalkeeper. You know, they've won some trophies back in the 90s. You know, this will be good development for an Australian player to get top flight academy experience. Hopefully mm. he can get some game time and break into the first side. My, my question is with that, do you think he went chips and salad or veggies at Palmer? Well, I think it ends the debate between Palmer or Palmer. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, well played, sir. Well played. 
Um, um, I yeah. guess I've never heard of Palmer Ham for all those who say Palmy. But yeah, that's so, like that's why I thought I'd put it on around the grounds this week because it's just such a huge. It's good to see, especially a youth player getting a go. Like that's a big leg up, and no offense to any A League team, but a Series A is freaking huge. So, like it doesn't matter what team you're in the Serie A, like you're getting a top quality that you just experience that you know money can't give you in Australia at this stage. Yeah. Um, and then Dylan Ruiz Diaz has joined a Polish fifth-tier side, Sportus F- SFC Lokochowal, hmm. Lokowal, on a two-year deal. Um, look, I don't know much about the Polish fifth division. I can't assume it's too much. I'd say assume it's of a lower standard than the A-League, but good for him, you know, getting experience in Europe, playing with the Europeans. Good idea. Good for your tactical nows. I do know a little bit about Poland. But it's mainly due to black metal, okay? And I know they've had a few, like, Gorgoroth had a few issues with, like, sacrifice, like, having pig's heads and stuff on stage. So. Yeah, look, I'm just... I don't know how it relates to the situation here, but it's all I got. I'm drawing a blank. My Polish isn't... Actually, Blasiewicz is fighting this week on the UFC. He's Polish. (laughs) Defends his title against uh, Israel Adesanya. Oh, uh, Israel's got it. Stolbender, yo. Yeah, I know. I, I, if Jay were here, it'd be like fly kicking you about that. He could fly kick. All right. Shout out, Jay. Do a fly kick. Yeah. Do you want to get on to the ga- victory game? Yeah, let's do it. So on Saturday, the 27th of Feb, we took on victory at Marvel Stadium in front of 7,190 people. There was 12 yellow cards, seven goals, and a diving competition. What a cliffhanger of a game. Like, we wow. watched it together at my house, and although we'd had a few bevs, what a game! Like it, it was something. It, it was like that Perth game a few weeks. I mean, yeah, the Perth game a few weeks back. It was just a banger of a game. Mm. You know, it, it was fun. It was exciting. Realistically, in that, like, we'll go into it in a minute. Right. Anyway, what are your thoughts on how we lined up? Okay, so I'm actually a big fan of Ma in our back three. Calver, I'm a big fan as well. But I could, I could easily interchange him with. Um, Boyitsa, yeah. um, and Uskok in the middle is good. While Especially Durante's for this out. with Gertrude yeah, yeah. working, you needed that bigger. Gis- yeah, Gisted. Gisted. Yeah, yeah, Gertrude Gisted. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Um, but yeah, the big guy for victory, who everyone's yeah. like, "Wow, you're tall." Yeah, he is tall though. Um, but yeah, I think he was he did really well in this game, and was he did receive an unfair call, um, but he did really well in place of not having a Durante there. And I feel that Amay leads our back line really well in the absence of Durante. So I'd love to see Amay yeah. for a while. Um, Kurdo had a ripper of a game. Pierres was good for starting, but I don't think it was his best game. No, I think it shows again that like he's better as that impact because he played a lot of minutes the previous week as well. Mm. His body's not at that, like where it's at with the pain and reason where you can run at that pace for just, 90 solid minutes yet. I'm going to say this. He hasn't developed his, his like, mature male body yet. And he's already a tank. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's, he's a workhorse. But when he does have that tank, look yeah. out. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, yeah, he just doesn't have it yet. But, you know, for what we have available, he, um, I like that he started. I like that he got the game time. I like that he's getting minutes, though. Same. I don't think it was a negative. If Risden was available, I think Risden would have been better in that role. But yeah. at that same point, either way, I'm happy. Pain great on the left. Um, yeah, what do you, you have any comments? I mean, you got Sanchez and Listica there in the middle. I, I, I think this is pretty much the moment injuries aside, I mean, the best lineup on paper we could have put out. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I don't think there was a, like, or maybe Voitza for Calva, 
I think Kelvin is good. It, it, that's what I mean. It, it, you're not disappointed either way. You, you know, it's not like you're getting in, like an apple and a banana. You're getting two solid apples. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very similar. If anything, I think Calver has more experience. Yeah. And um, boy, it's, uh, you know, he, he started off, he's had a couple of weeks, so maybe a week on the, you know, resting him up is probably a good thing, yeah. to be honest. Hey, yeah. Um, best starting at the front makes sense. And then Deer and Ica, I mean, what, it, what it's a front three. It, it, it's a trio of danger. Yeah, it's they're going to be th- shooting balls from every direction at you. And it really showed the quality of our midfield in this game. Because mm. even, we'll get into it further, but even as 10 man down, we were owning victory. Yeah, like they were not as dominant as you'd expect a team who were a man up advantage. So either they don't know how to play 11 on 10 football or their midfield needs a lot of work. And it, I, I think it really does. It shows the quality in our ability to press mm. and not only find like passes that are different, but we actually were a lot better when getting counted when we'd lose, lose possession, yeah. which was a big deal for us in, in, in the past is getting back, making sure our back line hadn't pressed too forward. Yeah. A lot of times we can get exposed by putting too play, many players forward that on the way back we get done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I thought we were very good. Usually when you go down to 10, you pend a lot back in your own half. I don't think that, <laughs> no. <would>, no. <laughs> no. you know, it almost seemed like they were the ones with 10 minute times. I just I couldn't believe it. Just the 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 Barisha was running heaps. He wanted it. Fun fun statistic that they said on the commentary that I I didn't put on the run sheet, but was quite good. Um, Best doesn't lose when he scores at Marvel. No, he doesn't. He was something like six and two. They were saying at that time. Now he's seven and two or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, and that goes back to his Brisbane days. Yeah, like when he scores at Marvel. His team wins. Just bank some points. Yeah. We had a number of chances in the first 20 minutes with our first in the... Like, we had a shot and goal in the first minute of the game. Uh, it didn't seem if we would score. It was, it was when. Like, yeah. we were dangerous we from were the get-go. We were that yeah. door. Like, you were waiting for that goal to just break through. Shit. Ica was denied by the woodwork. And that was like... Like, it like it yeah. hit the woodwork and, and hit the And a couple of brilliant saves by the... I have to Crocum, say keeper, Crocum. He played very well. Crocum, Crocum. Yeah, that's yeah. his name. I uh, just... I couldn't believe... Like, he had a great game. He's... For me, if they didn't have a keeper of that quality, we would have been, like... This could have been 3-4-0 up in the first 20, potentially. Yeah. So, good to them. Like, their defense really tried hard. Broxham ran his guts out. He literally tore... <laughs> tore himself to try and help. Oh, it's um yeah they really like we came at them with everything but yeah. kitchen sink. We we absolutely dominated that first twenty minutes, and you know we were we were literally just talking about how like we were worried that if we don't get something on the scoreboard soon, they're just going to counter and score. And what happened in the twenty first minute? Boom! I'm going to say something. What did I say to you in the first five minutes of the game? I actually don't recall. Okay, we were a little bit on the the, the old source, but I said we're going to get a red this game. You did. You did call that. Yeah, because after the the first draw we did with victory this season, it was very hot, like heated between each each team. Were taking it was very niggly. yeah, it was niggly. Everyone was taking rough tackles. Everyone was ta- like messing with each other. I'm just like I felt the vibe of it, and I'm like this could be our first red, and we'll get to that very soon. I just want to get that. But yeah, so we go back to the 21st minute. What happened? <sighs> They got us, and it was a really solid goal. Um, there were there were two beautiful McManaman passes to set that up. There was one that split us completely open in midfield, mm. and then McManaman with 
the cross to McManaman to From finish. It. And then his finishes as well was absolutely phenomenal. They earned that. Like, there's no hate there. That's... Yeah, like, we both even said that there's not much you could do about that. Sometimes you just get a pass that just splits you open. And then... But it wasn't just one. They had three good passes. The pass to split it, the pass to McManaman, and then the, pa- the goal. 100%. It was just solid. It was just perfect play. And I think that would have scored against most teams yeah. in that position. Like, I don't think Victory are essentially a bad team. I think they've just got issues in their midfield. Like, they've got a good keeper. They've got a couple of good scores. Like, Gestead's not bad. At the moment, they seem to be lacking players who can go 90 minutes. Everyone keeps mm. talking. They're great for 20 minutes and then they just die. Mm. So, they have to do all their damage in one little patch and hope. Well, in the Wellington game, all they really did was, was like, shoot it to Gestead because he's tall. Like, you know, and yeah. that height. Like, and that didn't work with us because Uzcock was there. Like, Brutal long to the tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the simple strategy. It's, um, yeah, it was always as good as ours. Kick it to Dia. <laughs> yeah, so from that moment on, we continued the press and uh, with Ica again denied by the uh, woodwork. And I had a couple of shots as well. And then we get to the moment. Oh, Sanchez. He leveled the score at the 42nd mark with a beautiful pass from Barisha. How selfless is, is Barisha becoming? He's yeah. become. Another He's, big thing for Barisha, not one offside call against him the whole game. And that is a big bugbear for a lot of people is that he's always offside because he doesn't have the pace anymore to, you know, run with not one offside, giving off the good passes. He's yeah. doing the team game at the moment. It's it's amazing. And he seems – he's thrilled to work with others. Like, I'm loving this version of Bess. Is he the, the biggest scorer of, in the world anymore? No. But he's working as a team. He's linking up with Diamante. He fed the ball to Sanchez. Who, which, who – that first touch where he moved it to the right to set himself up and sent Paul Broxham out for a hot out. dog where he tore his uh, – I think it was a groin injury. Was it a groin in the end? I oh. think so. Oh. Um, yeah, and then, you know, put it in the corner of the net. <sighs> My God. Not long after this that he actually, actually it was before. It was in the 20, uh, the 20th minute mark where he got his, his fifth yellow card. Yes, he did. Which means? He has a, he, unfortunately, he won't be able to play in the next game. Against West Sydney Wanderers, which I think is going to be a big hole, but we'll get to that later. I just yep. wanted to bring it up. No. There, there was a lot of yellow cards this game, and a lot of it was easy fouls. But that out of all the yellows we got, that one was the most deserved, but it, it was the most tactical one yeah. for the game. Yeah. Like, it was a clear yellow. He clearly fouled. Yeah. Was it Cruz? Oh, probably. Look, we'll just assume, or whoever fouled it, look, it was clearly there, but it was a smart tactical foul, and he took one for the team. Done what's best for the team. No hate there. And I have a lot more issues with other cards from the game. Yeah, I think we all do. So then we get to the second half. And we come out firing with uh, DP going for a goal outside the box. And then two Barisha goals assisted by Diamante in a matter of minutes. That was electric. Like, got a header. He's just... Both of them were headers, but um, but both of them from completely different angles. And, you know what I mean? Like, like that first one... That's the second one that really got me because of how tight it was. Like, he got over... You know, and Barisha didn't even have much room to finish. How does he even do those lobs, man? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just beyond amazing. And the first one was as equally good because Dia grabbed the ball, like, dribbled a dude and then just like... Yeah. And that one just screamed a goal the second he put it up. Yeah. And then that second one, it looked like, oh, you know, he's going to try and get it across... Probably won't get in. And then it was converted because of the quality of the the pass to best. Just amazed by it. Yeah, so... Uh, Just... uh, 
Sanchez brings down McManaman and the referee instantly awards yellow card. There we go. It was McManaman. Yeah. So, yeah, but that that was a tactical one because McManaman was free. Yeah. Actually, it makes sense that it wasn't Cruz because Cruz would have done a hammy running at that speed. (laughs) And here's a question. How the hell did the FFA not want... Diamante. Five years ago, like... You know, as I was saying earlier, it was about his... Because he didn't have enough Twitter followers. What the hell? Look at what he's doing at age 38. And I think this shows the issue with the FFA. They get tied up on what they think is the social media thing of the moment. You know mm. what I mean? Like, they thought, oh, because you don't have Twitter, that's not a thing. But yet, he's doing so well on Instagram, for example. Yeah. Let the players sell themselves. The pl- Trust me, the players are going to want to sell themselves because it's going to get them more money. But Cahill- Look for the quality that can help the Australian game get better and the rest will sort itself out. But that's been the... Sh- like, I agree with you completely, but that's been the short point of Australian football. It's been all about name. Like, like Honda, amazing player. Didn't really get to do it, like, peak... And even he was surprised by the lack of promotion in Australia for a lot of things. I know, it's just real surprising because imagine him five years ago with Bessart, Barisha and a victory lineup. They would have been, they they probably wouldn't have won just one title in that. They would have won titles. Every title. Yeah, like that wouldn't have even been close. Like the thing is, I figure let, let the player's quality do the work for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you see the good player, you see the quality, you're like, I want to check him out. So you look him up. You want to, you know, you then start following them. You start, don't worry about how many people they've got at the start. If they're playing good football, the people will come. Like way they said in Wayne's World 2, book them and they will come. Completely agree. And if you look at the people that attract interest, it is the good players. Like, for instance, Sanchez has brought a lot of attention because of his the time he had at um, Barcelona and Espanol. He's yeah. got that experience. In fact, Ica in his interview on FNR Radio, I'm not sure if I, li- I sent it to you, but um, he literally said getting to work with Sanchez is like playing with his hero. Yeah. Like that, he, he aspires to be as good as Sanchez and you're like, shit. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, And that's the thing, like people like Ica and Sanchez, you want to learn more about them because of the quality they're bringing to the actual team at the moment. Not just the team, the games. Well, the that games in turn, are interesting. Yeah, and, and in turn, the overall level of Australian football, like look at like when we spoke to, even though he's left now, uh, Cav, he was talking about how like playing around those players has raised his game because he's learned, you know, taken so much knowledge from seeing the way they do things, the way they prepare, the way they train, the way they... Mm, the commitment they have. Yeah, and it's teaching them how to be at the next level. Butterfield, who in my opinion was the BOG for victory, had a magnificent goal in the 61st minute uh, to keep the Bucks alive. And, the, and our defence didn't see it coming. It was freaking amazing. Could but, you like... And that's the thing. Not a goal you can't do anything about. If someone just sweetly smacks it, curls it in the top corner at that pace, what can you do? You sit back, you admire and go, well played. Well played, Butterfield. Round of applause, sir. That was like butter. A hot knife through butter. Yep. Through our defence, there's the, the butter. Through Butterfield, you can yep. even say... Yep, that was amazing. Now, onto the most like contentious part of the the game was Uzcock's foul on Robbie Cruz. He was awarded a second yellow by a controversial call because Cruz went down after he received a slight tap on the shoulder, which in the early minutes of the game, which I don't know if I have in my notes, Iker actually was denied a penalty that VAR reviewed in the box where he received worse shoulder touching and went to the ground naturally. 
Like it was in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. But that was okay. Cruz going to ground with possession of the ball where Uzcock literally like had his hands in the air. Like I just yeah. – I can't fathom it. Like, yeah, and also the thing that annoyed me was the commentary. So when somebody – like no offence, he clearly made a meal. And the commentators were talking about how smart he was to have made a meal of it. But if that's a different player, the commentators are bagging them for being divers and not mm. staying on their feet. But because it's Robbie Cruz – Remember when um, Iker and Sanchez in their first couple of weeks getting used to the league went down a few times? Yeah, and I was saying, you know, you can't be just going down that easy. Have you, know, you met Cruz? Yeah, like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, they're going, oh, he's so smart for being tactical. But yet, when a Spanish player does it, it's diving or making a meal of it. I didn't understand that. And, no. and the thing is with Cruz, he went down too softly. I think he got, he's the reason why Amai got his card as well. And yeah. I was like... What, what are you talking yeah. about? He, he was even trying to communicate to the ref. He's like touched him. And he's like, what, that was what early you, on in the game. Yeah, I'm he's like, what are you talking about? I, he was confused. Yeah. And I, for me, it, it spoils the game a little bit because victory did have us at times with some bet, like some good play. Mm. They could have been more competitive without stooping that like, yeah, and you can see whenever he had the ball in the box, he was hoping to get a stray leg to catch himself on. Yeah. Or, which don't get wrong, smart. If you're playing the game, if you're playing to score at that moment, you're probably likely going to get that straight leg without having to actually look for it. Mm. It it just yeah, it didn't seem and natural. It, it's, it's what keeps those people away who go, it's just a bunch of diving or it's soft. You know what I mean? They cut it out. You're going to get the people. Mm. It's just I I just I'm not a fan of it. And here's what another thing is that VAR couldn't actually review that second yellow because VAR can only actually review straight reds. Yep. So or they can if even... they think an incident is worthy of a straight red itself, mm. like if they think like someone's been clipped too high or yeah something like that. I've seen that pay where they're like I oh, review. Oh, hang on, he clipped him high. This should be done for violent conduct. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying because in that situation, that should not have been a second yellow. That's what I mean. Like it's, I don't understand why we have VAR when the instance when it would have been perfect is this kind of situation yeah, where like, it's got those limitations. I don't think he clipped him at all. He didn't like, he lightly brushed him on the shoulder, which if you watch the rest of the game, half of them hold each other. Like, yeah. well, the thing is people like, you see a lot of holding in the, of the Jersey, like the shirt in mm. the um, box these days, never a penalty given. It's no, 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 that's fine. Like you can literally pull a guy down. And they're like, no, no penalty there. Mm. Didn't see nothing. Yeah, so I, yeah, you touch him out in the outfield, and it's oh no, no, that that's a foul. That's that's a yellow. Yeah. To be honest, I'm surprised Cruz didn't come out of this injured. Yeah, me neither. To be honest, I was waiting for the hamstring to just go pop. <laughs> I mean, he's got to play two weeks in a row now. I don't know if that's stipulated in his contract. He's done two games in a row. I'm pretty sure. So oh, he's going for a third. Oh, red zone. Watch out. Welcome to the danger zone. Off. You could see Rodan made a few adjustments. He um. He brought in Voitza and Wales to bolster our defense. And Wales, who is typically more of a winger and not as defensively minded, I think it uh, minded, he did play pretty well. He did. But he did also lead up to the third goal. He was a little bit clumsy with the ball. He took a horrible first touch. Yeah. And that shows you again why that first touch is the most critical thing of football. And then just just Stead took advantage and equalized. And not having Uzcock there, they took off the tallest player. The one thing I will say is him getting the red card was probably the worst for us because it allowed Kisted to not have anyone who could physically yeah. match him in yeah. both height F- and... Physicality. You know, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember when Kurdo got elbowed in the face? Yeah, and nothing. But before we even get to that 94th minute, speaking of Kurdo while we're there, 
What a game. He kept us in, like, the fact it was only 3-3 going into those final moments, phenomenal. Curdo did but really before well. Before that third goal, he had a phenomenal save. Like, it was literally, like, yeah, a metre away. Blank. And was what? that from, I guess, Ted again? It was the I, header, wasn't it? Yeah, I think point so, point yeah. Blank. What a game. We are so lucky to have Curdo, and I reckon his next move will be pretty much bigger than us. That's my yeah. honest opinion. All I'm saying is, one thing I will give Poland, develop brilliant keepers. Yeah. They know how to develop a keeper. Yeah, let's move into the 94th minute madness. So, was it from, does, does it start from like, it starts from a set piece, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they put it into their box, it gets out, it comes back up. So, we end up getting it up all the way up. Because we've been pressing for a lot of this second half. We've had a, a number of good shots on goal. Yep. Despite being on t- at 10 men, we weren't playing like it. So, we- I believe it's, was it Wales who passes it to Dia who then does the back pass back to Wales? Yeah. Yeah, who then fires it across goal. Lobs it across. Krokom and Marinovic, they go in together. Ball pops past. And who's there? That cheeky little devil, Sanchez. But that shows you the value of having that player who, you know, keeps who's loose and just keeps running to be in the kind of spot anyway. Yeah, what the hell? And what's he do? Calmly. Calmly, pops as it coldly in. as possible, slots it in. That's like putting a child to bed, like a baby, you know what I mean? He just it's, he puts it in. That. And then that next moment, and I, I remember you and I were here, we were like throwing fists in the air, like we were, we were raging. My wife was like, what the hell? You remember one of us got an injury? Me? Yeah. I may have hurt my shoulder in my celebration. Well, like it would have been cool if the guys were here because they were all at the game, but the it was just electric that moment. And then seeing everyone dive on Sanchez, get in this huddle, and then... Rudan and the rest of the squad and the coaching man, Rudan runs over, does the second best dive of the night. But how gingerly was that nice jump on? <laughs> it was. Because he's like, I still have to, I want to jump on them, but I still have to protect them and not injure them. I thought it was to protect the crease in his pants. That too. Yeah, I don't, he didn't want to have to iron him again. But how that moment was insane because he got yellow carded for that. Yeah, and you know what? Best yellow card he'll ever get in his managerial yeah. career. He'd prefer yeah. a yellow for celebrating a 94th and 58th minute winner. Than for you know foul abusing the ref or yeah it's just something. it was just insane I couldn't believe it I was so like we were g'd up like you know, that's but he got the yellow for that then for abusing when it was cock got wrongly sent off yeah take that any day of the week did you see him he's in the presser post it where he commented he's like hey what did uh, they asked him what he thought of the uh, call of Uzcock and he's like I've got he kind of hinted that I've I've gotten in trouble for speaking about this in the past it's kind of your judgment they are silence because it is deemed and I get why they have it. You can't criticise the referees. I understand that because you want referees who will come in and do the job. Mm. You abuse them, you're not going to get referees to do the job. Referee yeah. the game we all love. It is hard because situations like that, it's just not there. He now misses a game, so we've got him in. I've heard that it's been rescinded, but I has haven't it been rescinded officially. I, have, I don't. I haven't seen an official statement, so I'd like to see that one rescinded because. Yeah, I don't think you should be missing a game for that, to be honest. For victory, uh, how do you think they feel losing to 10 men in that kind of scenario? Their club's been like had a real sad, like hard couple of weeks and it's sad because they are the like the largest supported club and it's because they, they were hot off the heels of beating Wellington, who admittedly aren't great this season. The Wollongong move hasn't gone well for them. Less travel time, but... It's bloody hard for them, though. Yeah. it's it, It'd be hard when you have such high expectations. For, like, we do. We have high expectations for our teams. And, like, we've lost... Especially like, when they made finals last year, for the last two years. Yeah. Plus the board member me, um, leaving. It'd be really hard. I think they have some really good parts of the club. Like, I think Gested's good. 
McManaman is good. I think Crocom is a really good keeper. So I think they've got elements, but I think they need to work on their midfield. They've, they've got two big problems. They've got problems with they've got great young players. Problem with great young players is they can't play ninety minutes consistently, mm. week in week out. They've got old players. Good good thing about old players they have experience. Can't play Bad part minutes. they can't play for <laughs> ninety minutes. Yeah. So they've got too many of the players that are all have the same issue. They can't run for the ninety minutes. Who do you think would be like if they had to get rid of um, Brebner, who I think's done a good job when he never wanted the role? There? I don't think they should get rid of him. I don't think anyone's fixing the yeah. problem at the moment. I think if Popovic got in there, he would do really well. But not yeah. long. I don't think Popovich is a long a long term guy. Get him for two years, he goes. Doing anything until the end of the season, they can re yeah. and bring players in. You know, I yeah, I just don't see what the point of changing him. It would be change for the sake of change. Or comments on the game. Just, I think we're having a, for Western United fans, we're having an exciting season in terms of games played. Like there have exciting. been some bangers out there. Yeah, we'll go to player ratings. So I'll let you go first and then I'll read out all the uh, lovely absentees. Um, absentee voting. Don't trust Donald Trump. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sanchez, three points. He just deserved it. He was on fire. He's been such a credit to the club. I'm so impressed with his signing. He's passing. His judgment, he's no longer doing as many dodgy dives. He, yeah, he's always available. He link up plays with DR. He's so crucial to our midfield. I think we're going to be really buggered next week. Diamante, two points for just being literally amazing. I haven't given many points to Diamante this season because I, I there's been so many people playing well. It's been very hard. And I've been giving it to people who had those big moments. And two to this week because he created those moments like he always does, but they were standout those two crosses to that back pass to Wales. He, he, I don't know what we're going to do when he retires. I have no idea. No, luckily he said he wants to play at least another year or two on that interview. Oh, I just He could probably play around when he's 60 in this, this league. Look, I'll say this before I get to it. I don't actually have deer in my votes. And I, I was said to you after the game, like, I really wanted to. And I think maybe sometimes maybe I'm unfairly judging him to a higher standard than what maybe I am others based on his performances last year and this year. Mm. You know, I... I yeah, I think there was a problem where there was four trying to go into three this week. Yeah, and not to mention he's marked a lot better this season. They know what they're going to get from that. You know that he's going to do some crazy ball handling, so they're, they're trying to muscle him now. Yeah, like, they try and rough him up a bit. Yeah, My one point goes to Bessar Parishar for an amazing game. Two weeks in a row, he's he's got some goals. He's playing well. He's happy. Doing he's, the team thing. Yeah, I, I'm just impressed by his performance. Yep. So, look, I'll read out all the absentees and we'll start with Scott. So, Scott gave the, uh, Diamante the three this week. No no hate. I don't think, like I said, I think there's four going into three this week. So, you know, I don't think there's any wrong decisions. He gave two to Sanchez and he wanted to give the one to Rodan for his amazing dive, but he's gone with Curdo, I think, for those amazing saves to keep us at only 3-3 three, three, or getting it to only 3-3 three, three to allow the winner to be set up. Leb had uh, Diamante, Sanchez and Bess. Again, you know, it's that combination. In fact, he's, he's gone the same as you, just switched uh, Dimmer and uh, Sanchez around. Then we go to Jay, who had Sanchez, Barisha and Dimmer. So again, those same three, just in a different order. My one goes to uh, Barisha. I thought he was fantastic. Again, it's, he's doing all those team things, not straying offside. You know, so he's allowing us those chances to score a goal. I've just really been impressed with his team game and his will to want to keep scoring and to help the team. Because we saw him in the boat a few weeks ago and, you know, he was so apologetic for not scoring. You know, he promised it would turn around. And now he's got 
five in three games. It's just amazing, yeah. Something like that. Uh, two to Kurdo, I think when you know we went down to the 10, I think his saves kept us in it. Um, I really wanted to give uh, Diamante this spot, but I just had to squeeze someone out of it. Mm. And unfortunately, I thought Kurdo, you know, sometimes even in high-scoring games, keepers do a lot to make it less than what it should have been. You know, we talked about in the start how we could have been 3-0 up. They could have been ahead of us if it wasn't for some of Kurdo's 100%. saves. And then... For the last one, four to three, right? You score the equaliser before half time. Yeah. You score the winner. You get yourself a smart tactical yellow, getting you earning yourself a week off work. Is there anything more Australian than that when you come to an adoptive country? No, there's not. And that is why Sanchez, you are getting my three votes. He's got a paid work week off, man. That is the most Australian thing I've heard of. Good to see you adopting to the Australian methods and values. He's acclimated so well to this league and earned it. 100% agree with that. I hope he spends it next week having some nice paella in his adoptive country. <laughs> yeah, same. Or, or, you know, a couple of shrimp on the barbie. Paella's a good time. That's I, I, Dude, I'm a big fan. I love it. Paella is my favourite. You know what I mean? He could have an Australian weekend off eating his heritage food. Yeah, dude. I, I'll, I'll come past, dude. What, easy. Done. I'm there. Which leads us to our tally. Uh, Victor Sanchez wins this week with 13 points. Diamante gets nine. Curdo gets five. Bessart Brisha gets five. And let's go to the overall tally for the, the year thus far. And surprise, surprise. Tomoki Yamai is just a... One point in front of Diamante on 31 points. Uh, Curdo is third on 25. Dylan Pieris is 24. And Victor Sanchez is fifth on 23, which is tied with Ika Guarachena. And Ivan is on 20 points at seventh. I think if you take that equal top five factoring in Ika as well, I think that's probably a fair top five at the moment. Yeah, no hate with that. I, I don't think anyone's out there. And at this moment, I think... Uh Diamante could potentially be running away with it again this season. Quite easily. So keep tuned. Um, it's going to be a fun season. Yep. Do you want to move on to the next game? Yeah. So the next week we play the Wanderers on the 7th of March. Uh, and I believe it's in Ballarat again. Yes, it is at Mars Stadium. So we're coming off the back of two wins. Uh, they recently got smashed by the Melbourne McLarens. <laughs> and uh, sitting fourth on the table, our record against uh, West Sydney is two wins and a draw. How do you think this will go? This relates to the lineup. We think we will have the advantage. I think we're the better team. But I think Sanchez not being available is going to be... is a, it, It's a big hole. Who do you see taking that spot? Uh, Guarachena will be in Sanchez's spot, moving back a little bit. Gives a bit of versatility in the midfield. Yeah. And then probably maybe... A, uh, Wales takes one yeah, of Wales. Piero's older moves up into that spot. Actually, I'm going to go real controversial here. Milanovic. Yeah. No, um, in the... That forward role. That won't surprise me either. Um, look, up until we played oh, oh, MacArthur. I got another one. I got another one. I got another yep. one. Just bear with me. Calver in the right wing back role and Pieris. Uh, actually, Calver in the. Oh, Calver to right wing back, Pieris to uh, forward, and Guarachena to Sanchez. Yep. This, I like I think, how excited you were for that. I just, it's just coming together. It's like chess. Um, and then we've got a like Penning Durante's availability, Hamill. We could get uh, and Uzcock's status. We've still got a solid back line. Yeah, and, and, and Durante as well potentially. Yeah. Um, look, before this, before we won against Macarthur at Ballarat, I was still iffy on how we would play at Ballarat. Mm. Now that we've gotten that sort of monkey of our back back in winning there, I, I think we should have a bit too much quality for Western Sydney. Yeah, I'd be surprised. If it was, look, I think at worst it would be a draw, maybe like a two-two draw, but I think we'll win fairly comfortably. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. What do you think lineup wise? Um, yeah, I, let's let me bring up. I think. Yeah, look, I won't be surprised if Calver goes to the right wing role and Boyitza goes in Calver's spot. Yeah. Um, while Pierres pushes or um Milanovic pushes into that Guerrero spot. Um, the one that gets me is just who fills that Sanchez spot, but. Do you like how Sanchez would move back there? Because he's got that kind of... He's got good touch. Yeah, Guerrero-Chena probably does move back. So then, yeah, I said Pierre is... You could also... Because uh, we've lost... Like, we don't have as many... Because last season we had, like, the Kones and whatnot. I don't think... Squally injured too. Like, Squally, this would have been a good one for oh. him to step into oh, God. perfectly. This would, this would have been like... oh, like, It would have been not a like for like, but a like for 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a nice measuring contest. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, it's I, we've got a lot of options. They are positioned a lot better than us currently. They're technically like fourth or something. But how many more games than us have they played? If we just have a quick look, I think they've played maybe. Just bring two. up your A League Live app. Oh, I've got it, but I've got it on all the stats from the uh, game at the moment. I'll just go the ladder because it's available. They are currently sitting fourth. Played ten games, three wins, so they've four losses, games. three draws. What? How many have we played? Uh, seven. So three games up on us, and they've and only got two more points. points. Only two more points. That that sort of tells you the outlier for where they're sitting. And we got the same, and they've got a goal difference of zero. And what's our goal difference? Three. Yeah, it's ought to be something. Well, you know, for every goal we score, we keep the kids. You know what? It's the three from Macarthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I think we should be able to do this. I don't think Western Sydney are that great, but on that same note, they aren't child's play they are no. still a decent team COVID the great leveler has made everyone dangerous and we we also have a midweek game as well against Sydney coming up pending if that hasn't been changed and then we've got one the following Sunday against Brisbane so we've got a tough run of games and that's the, at Marvel too I mean uh, Amy yeah so we've so we're, we're going to be interstate for a week then come back for a game so we've got essentially yeah so we got what Ballarat potentially to Sid to New South Wales and then to, you know, it's a bit of a trekking. But yeah, three games in a week. It's going to be a big one. Um, you know, Brisbane aren't playing too bad at the moment. No, it's going to be a good one. But I reckon we could do this. Probably 3-1. We'll concede, but yeah. we'll still goals. Um, I think the big issue, because, you know, I think the big issue for us this week will be our defence. Yeah. You know, because it's going to be a bit haphazard. you either got you got injured players or players underdone coming in. Mm. Unless it was Coxer. Cut gets rescinded, which I'd like to see. Yeah. Well, it's a... Has had some pretty good game time, so I think he's good. Yeah, I think the week off will have done him good, though. Yeah. Even um, if Wales goes forward and Calver stays in the back line with uh, with Void, so that, that's still a solid team. They had yeah. a pretty good high-five moment when they um, Calver kicked a goal out, so I, I like that level of teamwork. Yeah, I like a good high-five. Me too. Anything else to add on the Wanderers game? No, I, I think, you know, we're pretty comfortable where that will be this week. We'll move to the tipping comp. Fun time. Okay, so currently winning is Atrax on 23 points. Hashtag WHCS coming second on 22. Amelia's coming fifth on 20 points. Nucking Futz, which is Jay, is coming. He's tied fifth. I'm seventh on 19 points. Oh, no, actually, Nucking Futz is someone else. Uh, DeJoker Baby is Jay, and we're tied on 19 with Ben... Me, me and Jay. I'd be just behind you. Harris Main is uh, on 18, tied with Brooke Garzi, ESPN fan 56841. I'm guessing, uh, is, it, is it 18 points? 
Yeah. I'm guessing I'm ESPN fan five yeah, six eight one because I haven't changed my team name because it just alerted me. Yeah, so that's pretty like it's a fun league. Get in if you haven't. Not too late to win. Garzi's made a good comeback. Shout out Garzi. Yeah, because I'm not seeing that team name on here, so that's what I must be. Yeah, you can change in the menu. Uh, we'll go on to carded. What do, what do you want to talk about? What are your cards this week? The only card I have for this week is just Robbie Cruz. Yeah. And probably for the commentary about him being smart for making the most of it. Um, I don't have any cards for the for the week. No, either do I. Look, for, for overall as a round, great round for the A-League. Oh, loved it. Every game is amazing. People like, I think a lot of seasons people are so into metrics, like attendance, how many people watch, stuff like that. Attendance is like it's football. It doesn't need to be twenty thousand people as long as you're there, have a good time, or you're getting enjoyment. Who gives a shit about how many people are there? As yeah. long as you like, and in regards to viewing numbers, they never take into account international viewing numbers, streaming platforms, the YouTube, like not the YouTube on people YouTube. People are watching other people's houses. So yeah, like for example, I watch your house. Well, there's a number who's not watching it on their TV at home. Exactly. Well, three people watch at my house. Like it's very well, yeah, there were yeah. Like it doesn't give a good representation of the sport. Not to mention people who watch the Ko minis. People who there's people who literally. Just watch highlights and that's their involvement in football. But are maybe a member or wear a scarf or actively or support. Working on weekends and can't watch the game, which is why they have to go and catch up to watch the Yeah, minis. exactly. It doesn't account for full, like the full gamut of how that actually works. So I think I'm glad we're, no one's concerned about that this year and everyone's just happy to have the game and it's been a banger season. So it's, it's mm. everyone's doing well. It doesn't feel stagnated like it has in previous years. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to say. No, like I've been very excited by this season. Uh, would you like to take a moment to uh, thank our sponsor? Yeah, I'd like to take a moment to thank Glowpair. Glowpair make self-watering planters for all skill levels. They were designed in a, on a balcony in Melbourne. It's uh, a self-watering planter. It's made for any skill level. Like I, I recently plant, I replanted some spring onion that I used to cook. I cut off the stalks, put it in, so for secondary use. It's really good for minimizing food waste by growing your own herbs. I currently have Thai basil, basil, coriander. I have mint. I have rosemary. It's so easy to use. I think you have some tomatoes as well. I do have tomato. I have one really good tomato on the vine right now. Mm. i got to stake them. I keep saying it, but i got to stake them. Put em. some netting over too. You don't want those because I've had birds attacking my ones of late. Really? I Not, haven't had much. We don't have a lot of birds. There's no trees oh man, in this housing you, estate. Man, birds have been after. I'm being so annoyed. Like I saw one the other day. I was like, oh, that's going to be right for the taking. Went out, come back. Bird had half eaten it. Mm. Wanted to murder that bird. That's, that's a bit of a sight. Do you want to red card it? No. No, no. no. Robbie Cruz deserves his card. <laughs> and the good thing about the planters too is even when you do the water, like it literally pops up like a meter. It's got a water level indicator, yeah. yeah. And like you can't go past that point. Exactly. It's... They're so good. You can even put liquid nutrient down the side, slowly release and get into the roots and everything. But yeah, big fan of these planters. I really check it out. Go to www.glowpair.com for our international listeners and www.glowpair.com.au for Australian listeners. Highly recommended if you want to get a garden going and you're unsure where to start or if you live in an apartment or a unit or you've got a rental property and you can't make a garden bed. Don't forget to like and subscribe us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that West podcast. Uh, check us out. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, A-League um, Live Podbean, app. A-League Live app. They're pushing it as well. Review us, rate us, whatevs. Make it a joke. We don't care. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. Mock us. Yeah. Thanks for everyone who jumped on the podcast this week. We had a big um, increase in traffic. So shout out. Hope you enjoy. And uh, all West, aren't we? All West, aren't we?
And it's a pylon in the Western United mosh pit. Jay did just want to say that uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. He does like to say that. Yeah, he does.